Hi, Connie. Hi, Trenton. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, we uh, we watched The Matrix today. We did. It was a very nice movie. Welcome to Switching Rails. Yes. Uh, this is your host, Trenton. This is your host, Connor. Yep. Uh, that only works if you can see the video. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's completely fair. Um, so. Matrix. Yeah, it's a kind of. The best Shia LaBeouf film that I've ever seen. Shia LaBeouf is not in this film. <laughs> My word. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, we usually start with recommendations. Yeah, let's go start with recommendations. Um, this one's a difficult one for me to pick out a recommendation for. Okay. Um, partially because I don't know a lot of people who haven't seen it. But that was true of Star Wars. Exactly. But for I whatever like, reason, I, like I find this... there's actually more probably that haven't seen The Matrix than one of the Star Wars movies. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, so, like, I feel like that's not a good excuse. But also, like, I just, I don't know who I would recommend this to necessarily. It's like a combination of Inception, which you've already seen because you've already gotten this far in the podcast, and um, or you skipped that episode, or you skipped that episode, <laughs> and um, like just other like really good like just action combaty movies. And I can't think of one. I can think of some, but I would say they pulled from this movie and have become their own thing There's since. There's nothing before 1999 that had good combat? Well, no. Well, there were things. It's just... I feel like some of the Jackie Chan movies. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go Inception and Jackie Chan movies. Okay. It's a cross between those two. So if you like action and combat, with a pretty compelling so, story. So I, I will bring up, if we're going to talk about Jackie Chan movies, yes. Jackie Chan uh, had a large emphasis on comedy inside combat that's true, which this actually. one does not have it as has much one moment yes of <laughs> comedy in combat <laughs> and that's it well maybe like three or four actually yeah i mean there are a it's few a but it's not like jackie chan where you're just watching a fight and just laughing it's your ass so, off the whole time i love jackie chan movies <laughs> but there's a little yeah there's... and there's some seriousness yeah. from inception so uh, that's what i'm going with yeah i mean you know what? I would consider this a good entry point if you're looking for any, like, sort of mind-bendy action movies. Absolutely. If you've never seen one and you're like, I just want to watch one for the first time, this is a great place to start. This is a great starter for the mind-bendy, like, world-buildy, sort of, like, near science, near sci not, not exceptionally near yeah. sci-fi, but um, like it's it's some cool technology and there's a cool twist on it. I, I think it's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good point. Um, I think that may be the longest we've ever spent in a recommendation section. Yeah, I completely <laughs> agree. All right. Does it deserve its place on the list? I think this is... 18? I thought 17. last week was 18. I don't know. So... It's it's above... 20. It's about 20. Yeah. We're still in the top 20. It's like 19 or 16 or 17 yeah. or 18. It's after 15 before 20. We're yeah, somewhere in exactly, there. Exactly. Somewhere in there. Um, you want to go first? Oh, yeah. I'll go first. Um, yeah. I do think so far it deserves its place on the list. Like, okay. It's, it's the CG, some of it is a little, hmm, yeah. but um, I really like the story. I like the 
balance between world building and action. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel j- like as a kid, I, and again, I'm more sentimental, so yeah. that, that could be boosting my uh, rating here. But like as a kid, I remember watching the character. Uh, there, there is death in this movie, so if that's a turn off. Then sorry. Um, I feel like the moment you say it's an action movie, though, you kind of assume death. <laughs> um, whenever you see some of the characters die, you like feel for them. You're like, oh, okay. I didn't. I think you said six words, but I felt for you when you died. Um, so, uh, I think that generally, I do think it deserves what it is. Okay. I'm going to have the controversial opinion here. Okay. I don't think it should. Not even on the list? I think it might deserve a place on the list. It's better than Iron Giant. Ooh, no. Yeah? I also just think Iron Giant needs to be higher on the list. I I feel like it should be (laughs) top 100. It's such a good movie. Um, but... We're not even close to Iron Giant yet, no. so uh, we're not talking about it yet. No. Um, so here's the thing. I'm going to defend it a little bit here and Perfect. say um, what this movie set up was like a great foundation. Such a good foundation. As of today, in 2023, when we're recording this, I can't say that it holds up to some of the other things that have been done from its legacy, right? Like, it's not even on the list, but both of the Raid movies, Mm -hmm. absolutely phenomenal action films, and I think they do action scenes better than any of the scenes in this movie. And that's really, really impressive. I don't think it would have happened without this, but I also think that this has been surpassed in the years that it's been out. And I don't think it should be, at the very least, this high on the list. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I feel like I don't agree because Godfather's so high on this list. Well, fair like, enough. There, there's, there's, <laughs> there's the part of the fact that the IMDb Top 250 is what it is, Yeah, is the fact that the, the ones that started things are so high on the list. Yeah, like they they kicked off all of the different things that we know and love today that we take for granted. So I feel like that's true. That's part of why I'm like, no, it like this wasn't seen very often up to this point. Well, yeah, yeah. And I'm not I'm not arguing that it was. I just I think, you know, and, and there is something to be said for a film that does all of the things that it did as well as it did first. Yes. Um first movie advantage is why it's so yeah. high on the list um when we get down to citizen kane i'm <gasps> going to tear that movie apart because of this very thing like nice. it, it's this is not exclusive to the matrix for me. <laughs> this is, no that like, is true yeah, this has been a pretty common opinion yeah. for you in a lot of different movies except for the godfather well i i honestly think that the godfather just does character so well it that it's so well like <laughs> I think that movie holds up today. This one, I think, doesn't hold up as well. And that's that's probably my biggest issue with it. That makes sense. Uh, when I Man, saw I it in middle school, CG. it was the coolest thing it that was. I had ever seen. Um, and, I was four when it came out, so... Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch it when it came out. No. <laughs> Considering I would have been two. Yeah. That's, a, that's probably a wise decision for my parents to Likely have made. Correct. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think watching it now, I go... Yeah, they're... Like, I don't think it's a bad movie by no, any totally. means. Um, I think it's a great movie that has been surpassed. 
Awesome. Let's go and talk about our ratings then. Um, enjoyment. This is still probably going to be like a seven from yeah. me, maybe a six. Valid. Strong six to a light seven. Um, and technical. It's so difficult because I feel like there's such a wide spread on what it did technically, mm -hmm. both good and bad. Totally. Right? Like the CG is pulling it way down for me. Um, the amount of like practical effects that they did and just crazy cool stunts. Yeah. Fantastic. Very high. Choreography is gorgeous. Yeah. Choreography was absolutely spectacular. Um, the story thought it was relatively weak. <laughs> World building, relatively good. And it's like these things are so close together for me. Yeah. That's um, valid. That I just have a really hard time. I'm going to give it a solid five. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. There you <laughs> go. Oh, we found the, we found the critic, uh, Connor, on this one. <laughs> I see. Hello. Yeah. I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> How are you liking it up here? Uh, yes, you have. It just hasn't been on the podcast. <laughs> That's so. true. <laughs> um, cool. So for me, I feel like my enjoyment's a solid eight, eight and a half. There's mm -hmm. not really down points in my endorphin levels while watching this movie. Okay. You know, enough. like I'm pretty happy watching it all the way through. Similar, I feel like I'm going to rate technical on this one based off of the, like, um, what was that one that we mentioned that they added just a little bit of CG? It was Fight Club. They oh. added just a small bit of CG, CG and it destroys that part of the movie because yeah. it, like, just breaks you out of immersion. I don't think this does that for me, actually. I feel okay. like a lot of the CG that's here, except for the bouncing door when the explosion in the elevator happens... Um, is actually fairly well done. So I was actually reminded of Fight Club with the bouncing door. <laughs> yeah, it was. And honestly, really there's something so charming about that to me, and I it don't know really what cute. it is. So, like, <laughs> it just bounces too many it, times. And I think that's even, you know, we didn't talk about <sighs> this in Fight Club, I don't think, but like, I think that's even a thing for me in that movie where it just, like, the weird kind of CG just adds to the charm for me it's very, and it very just it gives it a certain feel um that i love in my movies absolutely um, but the things that really bother me are like the the not too much yeah we haven't we haven't crossed the spoiler boundary yet we'll go and talk more about the cg we do and don't the, like uh, in a second the machines towards the end really i loved the machines towards the I end. i love their design i hate the way that they're executed really? yeah oh, i so can't wait to talk about that that's so good <laughs> okay well then let's get past this go into spoilers we are in spoiler territory all right uh, uh, walked into the spoiler forest like if you gravity. like and subscribe if you don't <laughs> Sudden jump in our subscriber <laughs> count after this episode. Thanks, Connor. Appreciate it. I mean, he got us what we needed, so that's nice. Yes, please go like, comment, subscribe. Uh, find it on the podcast catcher of your choice. Um, we appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, summary movie? Yeah. Uh, we all live in a simulation. Yeah. And one of us is Super Special Man, who has a prophecy that he's going to save all of us from the machines that are using us as batteries. Yeah. They're like, that was so concise. <laughs> There's nothing else to this, you know, like, yeah, that's all there is. That's, yeah. that's what this whole story is. Uh, I completely agree. Um, I will add on that. This is the true story of when Elrond was escorting the ring to Mordor the first time. 
that raises more questions than it answers. <laughs> <laughs> I was really stoked to see, uh, what's his name? We were just talking about Hugo it. Weaving. Hugo Weaving in this movie. I think he's such a good actor, which we'll talk about here in a second. <laughs> um, but no, I can't really, I can't top that summary. Um, so I, I can I'm only proud of that. Jokes. That was a really good one. <laughs> 10 out of 10. It was Both simple. enjoyment and technical. <laughs> um, so you are chomping at the bit to talk about Hugo Weaving. So let's talk about his. Oh, he was just. Okay, so I love Hugo Weaving's characterization and everything. After that, we watched the movie, we figured out he was V for V for Vendetta. And that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Especially for V. Uh, he was Megatron. I loved how Megatron was characterized, even though the movies weren't that great. Uh, I loved his characterization in this. I loved Elrond. Uh, he's just a good act. Like he's a good character actor. If you have a character that you want, he does it well. And this one, you get kind of Joker vibes as well. Like, I know that the Joker that I am now referring to was way after him, so he probably <laughs> took inspiration from Hugo Weaving. But like just the way that he keeps his mouth taut and like the the energy he pours into the performance, I just love him. He's so yeah. good. He's he is one of my standouts. So you mentioned V for Vendetta. That would be a great example of one of the movies that I think took from the legacy that The Matrix Absolutely. left behind and did better with it. I would agree. Um, Absolutely agree. So yeah, sorry, it was just a great example. No, I completely um, agree with you too. So here's the Where's thing. That, what's that one other bullet curving movie? Wanted? Yeah, it's wanted. That didn't do that, very yeah, well. No. <laughs> that did it worse than the Matrix. <laughs> I'm not saying the Matrix was easy to make. No. <laughs> um, not by a long shot. You don't um, have to do a cartwheel. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Hugo Weaving resides in a strange space for me yeah on one hand i can't think of a whole lot of movies where i've seen him and been like oh he was bad in that <laughs> on the other hand i feel like he doesn't have the widest range which is one thing that i do really love and a great yeah, actor absolutely like, who's that one that you really really love um gary, uh, gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah yes yeah he's my favorite actor of all time absolutely he's just and he's just a madman yeah He's so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's one thing where like I don't see a whole lot of range from from Hugo Weaving. Totally. And that's not a bad thing. He tends to stick to these is, kind of roles. Yes. Uh, we were talking about you either with a Hugo Weaving character, you're going to get some mixture of sinister and serious. And the character just depends on whether they're, <laughs> you know, more serious or more sinister. Yes, exactly. And so, he does it really well. Yeah. I think he executes those two feelings perfectly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's like putting Johnny Depp in anything, you know? Like, he doesn't have an exceptionally great range either, but I yeah. love watching him. Yeah. yeah he's, he's impressed me in some things. So, um, But he wasn't in this movie. He wasn't. Maybe it was Gary Oldman, but I brought him up for you. That's true. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, standout scenes... I, I have to uh, bring up the lobby scene. I honestly think that that's possibly... It's like top five. The, the lobby scene, where they're having the fight in the lobby, and they don't say a single word from the time they enter uh, the lobby till they go into, into the, the elevator. elevator. So good. Absolutely. I didn't think about it as a lobby, which it is. It's yeah. a lobby for sure, but like yeah. I didn't think of it as one and i i think a lot of it is just the attention to detail when it comes to like 
just the way they set up the environment so that everything is just being destroyed around and them. And the arm destruction afterwards. Yeah. Like, they spared no expense there. That was really, yeah. really, really, really cool. Um, at some point, I will make you watch the raid, and it's basically just the lobby scene for an hour and a half. It's awesome. That's so <laughs> I feel like I'd get tired after that amount of the lobby scene. Whew. Um, but yeah, it's it's an experience for awesome. sure. I'm um, for it. Uh, but yeah, I think that one's very good stand yeah. scene. Um, and I don't think that you can talk about Ma- the Matrix without bringing up uh, the way it basically invented bullet time. Oh, I love the how they do bullet time. Yeah, like I know the sound waves don't work like that. And that's what I right, think yeah. of any time I think of a bullet breaking the sound barrier. You yeah. know? Like, they, I personally think they did that so well. Yeah. Uh, and it's so it, pretty to watch. Yeah, and it's one thing where, like, the the art direction uh, supersedes the visual execution of a CG thing for yes. me. Um, and I think a lot of it is just the fact that, like, it just looks right. It just like looks even, right. yeah, yeah. It's a uh, very, very cool. Very, very, very well done. Um, I was thinking about this and and why the second two movies did not do as it's well. Either one, you're not missing out on that. That's what I've heard. But I think I think the reason that this one kind of holds the place that it does is because we get his entire power progression. In this movie, yeah, his entire like he there's can't go no, higher. Yeah, there's nowhere to go. He has complete control over the physical well, world. Yeah, while he's in the Matrix, and like, yeah, there are more things that you can do with that for sure. They made two more movies, <laughs> but like, he's but there. like it. It is just to the point where it's like I, you don't really have. Without going Super Saiyan, you can't really do very much more. You know, <laughs> right. like there, there's nowhere else to power ramp. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know why I brought that up in the standout scenes or performances, but that's a, yeah. it's a good. It's a it's a it was a weakness in the world building if they wanted to make any sequels. Right. Like, yeah. This was a good standalone movie. Yeah. Like you get the you get the feeling of um, what's going to happen in the future without necessarily needing to see it fulfilled, and it yeah. does really well. And I wonder how much of that is what knocks this movie down for me as well is just knowing that there are two more that are not as good makes the ending feel like it necessitates more. Um, you know, like the, he says he's going to free everybody's mind. That's a lot of work. Like that's, that's not that's, nowadays. That's what 8 billion people. But back then it was only like five. That's like. not you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like half. It's still not few. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, if you're ready to talk about themes, I have some themes that I want to talk about. Let's go talk about themes. I also want to go talk about my beautiful squids. Okay. Talk about the beautiful squids now. They're so I'll do pretty. That. <laughs> uh, I love the design of them, and I love how they move around, and I like their like very jolty movements because they're like weird... Uh, sentinel robots I love how all of the robot things that were here were mm-hmm. slightly stilted yeah like they were not organic um, mm-hmm. and you could tell based on how they moved that they were not normal even though they were all like um, 
trapezing sure around traipsing there it is traipsing. around yes. <laughs> something organic uh, almost all of them were yeah you have the weird beetle thing that goes and tries to kill neo yeah and the squids and the people that are just programs yeah. so i thought that was really really cool so the squids actually the reason they bother me is because they move too fluidly in certain parts like mm. you watch their tentacles and stuff as they move and it's like it's too fluid and then like feels like it doesn't fit with the rigidity of a lot of their movements i do feel like i with how the hovercraft is built and how like the environment is i feel like whenever they breach the hull that there should be an evacuation of air because this feels like a space right, movie yeah. for a little bit and that you're like that always yeah that does always throw me off I'm a little always bit like, wait why are you still breathing your hull well, is breached actually, actually I know you say that, but what comes to mind for me is always uh, water. Yeah, I always think that point. water should start pouring in. And yeah, I'm like, in a sewer. Like, yeah. that was what, like <laughs> if, you, if you go and connect some more of the dots, you can see there's not water. Yeah. You can see there's not space, kind of. Yeah. Like, but the the setting for the real world was just a weird place. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, I don't think that was that was done as well as could be. But I love yeah. how fluid the squids are. That's fair. Personally, I think that I just imagine all of their tentacles having an infinite number of sensors and they're like, I do this to intimidate and kill you. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, one thing that did strike me this time watching was when they scan the ship and I go, do you not have a single thermal sensor in any of those 10 sensors that you just held out exactly. directly at them? <laughs> And there are ways that, like, if there's hot things in the center, you can have the outside coated in something that is cool and you can't see inside. Yeah. Which totally get when yeah. you see that and a lot of other yeah. stealth technology. But I, don't I know wish that they that just, had that. I just wish they would have addressed it. That's I all. I completely agree. And that's so it's something along That's the lines. a world building thing for me yeah. where I'm like, like they I wish... shut down the reactor. Yeah. They shut down everything else that was hot, but the reactor was still going to be warm. Right. Yeah. All of the people are warm. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it's not essential Global warming. for the... <laughs> That's what it was. The entire world was actually that temperature. Oh, okay. And so whenever they looked at it, they were like, <laughs> no, that's normal. They specifically said that the people are near the center where it's still warm. Yeah, that was silly, too. Also, like, how close to the center of the Earth do you have to get before it? It's, especially in 200 years, not very close, you know? Like, go down a few kilometers, you're fine. <laughs> you're sweating a couple kilometers down. Exactly. Um, That's a good point. I, I'm sad that you brought that up. It almost makes me retroactively reduce technical. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not worth that because again, it's not. For me, it is. I feel like I feel like this is primarily a sci-fi action movie, it and is. you're not supposed to be dissecting. It's not hard sci-fi, right? It's not hard sci-fi. It, you know, it's not The Martian where you go, "Hey, some of that stuff doesn't work." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And you're Martian. completely justified in doing it because Martian's such a good movie. Uh, is that on here? Uh, it was at one point. I don't know if it still is. It I might be. Check because that was such a good movie. Um, a lot. But yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, let's go themes. Um, themes. Okay. So there are quite a few, and I yeah. don't want to take the obvious one yet. The obvious one we'll keep first. The end. I find the most interesting scene 
by far to be the scene where the Smith agent is talking to Morpheus. Oh, I had forgot like as a kid you don't care about that you know and i don't think i've seen this movie probably for like eight or nine years yeah uh and so like i had forgotten that's even there and just like oh yeah sorry keep going i want to hear this um and honestly i think it's it's really interesting to hear the the difference in dialogue in say 1999 to now where it is far more common to hear basically that humans are a parasite on the planet and that they just eat up everything everywhere they go. When in reality, that's not how it works. Uh Um, But I do find that fascinating as like just the oversimplified, like evil point of view in this. And that basically humans are useless and life-sucking. The evil motivations in this were, I feel simple without being like naive i feel like they were elegantly done like you have one guy that's like i hate living in the real world Mm -hmm. i remember what it was like to not know any of this so i want to go back to that yeah and you have a computer program that's like i have enough consciousness to know that i could not be here right now (laughs) i really like that (laughs) they kind of switch actually that's just very interesting. yeah that is interesting um but weirdly they're aligned in in goal yeah and that very strange um so yeah that's that's just one thing that i wanted to i love that to talk about it was um, a really really good scene i thought he did again hugo yeah. weaving i loved hugo even in that scene yeah and i i <sighs> think I don't, I don't think we would have gotten the sense of his character without that scene Completely. like we do we do see some of the like he he has a decent amount of screen time. Absolutely. So like we still like see him being intimidating and that kind of thing, but you really feel like the sinister heart of the villain there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, moving on to the more obvious themes. Yeah. Um, surrounding choice and understanding reality and. Like there's there's a lot to unpack here. Yes. Um, and I think I don't know where to start with this. Yeah, and purpose, you know? Like yeah. the there's also like and I'm not entirely sure what they're trying to get at in this one, because I know that there's a lot of like Christianity themes through the other two as well. Mm-hmm. But you had have Morpheus at the very beginning, like, hey, we're all born to be prisoners and be slaves and like in christianity that's a big thing um and i and then the one being like the the christ parallel it's just it's such a strange i don't know entirely why it's here yeah you know like was the producer like i yeah i I don't i mean i would i would say a lot of it comes from the sort of hero's journey archetype um with having the messianic figure both or either figuratively or literally die Mm -hmm. um which of course neo does does die in this one interesting and then he's reborn um so like it's not three days man (laughs) (laughs) try three seconds (laughs) try three seconds (laughs) um 
but yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of it was just sort of storytelling, uh, not tradition, uh, standard. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the word I'm looking for. Totally. Like it's, it's, it's the, tra it, I feel like tradition is actually not a bad word for it. Like yeah. if this is how we go and write this particular story arc. Yeah. Um, so that's what we did here. It just feels, it does feel slightly more heavy handed than this. Like, yeah. Um, all of them fit the archetypes really, really well. Um, you have the Oracle, like, yeah, it just all of it fits very strangely. Like, it's cool. Yeah. I enjoy it. And I really do enjoy the whole, there is no spoon thing, like the <laughs> kind of introspection thing. And trying to go and make it fit with your real life is an interesting thing to try well, and, and do. I would I would say that that would be something that would be antithetical to some of the Christian themes. Completely with, agree. With the idea of, you know, there is no actual world around you. Yes. All of there, it is moldable by you. It, it is, yeah. Yeah. It's um it's a strangely Descartian paradigm. No uh extraction, yeah. I guess. It's like extracting a with... single piece of Descartes and just being like this is this is now my entire yeah like way that I view things. Yeah. Um just very, very interesting. I am completely Oh, he was John the Baptist. Uh, Moriarty, no, Morbius, Morpheus, Morpheus. It's not Morbin time. Um, <laughs> Morpheus is John the Baptist. I feel like if if you take too many of these characters and try to assign them into roles surrounding Jesus, it gets super A little weird. Yeah, but super the Sadducees go and capture him. <laughs> So then Jesus comes and saves him, which is weird, but <laughs> anyway. I mean the easy one is the, the Judas parallel. Yeah, the, the Judas parallel is very, very prevalent there um, as well. But uh yeah, I I still don't I don't think <laughs> no. they went that deep with it. Eh, they probably didn't. But <laughs> I can find it. It's there in my brain. Um Yeah, so like I don't know, I feel like feel like we haven't scratched the surface of a lot of the themes though like because yeah i think the red the red pill versus the blue pill what i think a lot of people miss about this is the majority of us would probably take the red pill not because we wanted to wake up from the matrix it's because at that point cypher is kind of right like no one told him exactly. about what it actually was. And if, if given the opportunity between additional information to state of curiosity and no information at all, yeah. like every, like yeah. a very large portion, I think I completely agree with you of the population would choose the red pill yeah. and then be like, ah, oh, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I think if there'd I, be more ciphers, I think if they really knew what was going on, it would probably balance out a little bit yeah with you know Absolutely. more people taking the blue pill but like here, um, here's the outcome of everyone with the red pill yeah i think <laughs> i think given the exact information like i just got a bug taken out of my stomach there are shady people after me and i don't understand 
yes, tell me more. Because yeah. I don't want to go back to not knowing no, anything. This is and, real spooky. And yeah. There's a lot of people in on it, obviously. Right, yeah. Like, yeah, completely um, agree. So, that being said, um, I think oh, the... Sorry, the central city is Zion. Yeah. That's just, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, they also have a lot brought up as to like what is real and Very much. you know how do you define reality and is like is they kind of go between like real doesn't matter because you can't really tell it's us fun trying to figure out what the truth is um which can still be manipulated so that's a that's yeah an interesting place to go in yeah i mean i think i think real if I had to answer what is real, it's what's there, right? I, I would argue that regardless of whether or not I'm sensing something that is false, if you're not actually here in front of me, I'm sorry, but you're not real. Yeah. I can only tell based on my own perceptions. But, exactly. But that being said, it doesn't change the fact. If you're not there and I think you are, I'm just delusional. But so <laughs> I would I think a lot of me wants to agree with you. Yeah. But again, like how how can you prove that it's not there? Well, it's not about whether you can prove it or not. Reality for, reality is you don't real. know reality. Yeah. That yeah. That the the delusional true. person can't tell what reality is. Right. Like it may not actually even be reality, the world that they woke up to. Yeah. But they wouldn't know. Because what's real is what they can perceive. No. No, no, no. Because what's real is not what they can perceive. What's real is what is actually around them. So but, regardless of whether or not they can perceive it, they might think that that's reality, but it doesn't make it the case. Right? Like, if I, if I woke up tomorrow and, you know, I'm, I don't know, Everything in my apartment is made out of fur. Yeah. Right? That's the way I'm perceiving it. If that, if no one came in the middle of the night and glued fur onto everything in my apartment, then it's not real. Right? Like, it's not, it's not that I change reality based on what I perceive. Except for, like, okay, so, so what was real in the Matrix for you? I would say the actual world where they're in the little hover ship, the yeah, spaceship the, that should the be the hovercraft. That yeah, <laughs> exactly. That um, I always think of it as a submarine. I but... always think of it as a spaceship. So <laughs> I completely feel you. Okay, but why is that real? It's real because that's what's actually going on. And how can you tell? Well, it's not how you can tell. It's not about how you can tell. It's explicitly stated in the movie you know how by who by people that other have... people that could have also been going and stating that the other one was real just because you changed from one like less plausible reality to one more plausible reality doesn't mean that that's the real plausible reality well no but okay given movie logic yes 
There's, okay. So if we're going to go argue movie logic, you're completely correct. Like they told no, us what was real yeah. and they told us what wasn't real. <laughs> like, totally get it. And I, and we should probably go and otherwise I could keep you here for a long time. Um, but it's, it's an interesting you thought. Are, you are wonderful at playing devil's advocate. I've been in those conversations <sighs> yes, with Yes, I know. You. It's so fun. And like, the, the thing that gets my brain is that the simulated world mm-hmm. was the real world simulated on computer chips, you know? Computer chips are based off of physics. Yeah. The only reason we think physics is real is because we don't have proof that it isn't. You know? Well, like that's this, true of the, everything. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. But, like, that makes reality a little hard to be sure about. Well, yeah. And that's why perception is a very, very incomplete way of determining what is real and what is and not. And the most consistent. It is also whatever, the most consistent. <laughs> whatever you perceive <laughs> is what is real for you. At all times, because something can update and you perceive it and now it's real. Anyway, I don't like that argument. (laughs) (laughs) I really want to have a blooper section that was just us. Not tonight, because you got to get home. But yes, it's good times. Good times. Um, So, yeah. I mean, I feel like there were more themes that were good to touch on but yeah i feel like I've the reality it. one is a really really yeah. big one um fate is also touched on a lot in oh yeah, yeah yeah um and i really don't know where i stand or where i think the movie stands on it i don't think the movie knows where the movie stands on it you know like it's I obvious mean, that neo like is more powerful than everyone else and there was an oracle that said so said he wasn't but it was just to but it was a lie to, yeah yeah um, what I find most interesting about it is that Neo is the one that is most explicitly saying fate does not factor into this at all. Nope. And everyone around him is like, yes, it is all based on fate. It's all based on fate. Like... And the movie seems to say that it's based on fate, but at no point is Neo ever like, Oh, oh yeah, it is fate. It's based on fate. Yeah. But also all of the fate feels like it comes from one source, and that is the Oracle. Cypher? Oh. What? Well, That's a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that one. <laughs> well, I mean, he puts into action all of the machine plans that, that get is true. Morpheus. Cypher is the hand of fate. Completely agree. But it was all set in motion by the freaking Oracle. All of them that believe in some sort of fate have some kind of root belief in whatever the Oracle told them. Theoretically. All the ones that we know talk to the Oracle, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. But no one else has that much faith. Yeah. You know, Cypher doesn't have that much faith. The other two humans, like, kind of eventually believe at the end, except for the one that's dead. Um... Switch, mouse, APOC, and... Sorry, I was going to go Tank and um, his brother. Uh, Tank and Dozer. Dozer. Yeah. Um, So neither of them really, like, have that much faith, it feels like, until Tank at the end, where he's like, oh, wow, this person's doing something. Which he's also never experienced because he's never been in the Matrix. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just... I'm very torn on what the movie thinks about it. Thinks I about fate. Agree. Yeah, totally uh, agree with you. But 
very interesting that they decided to play with it anyway. Yes, and I they so too. they do have they do still have one of the best like future seeing paradoxes that they just bring up once and then never talk about again. Exactly. With... Would you have broken the vase if I hadn't told you to already? <laughs> yes, exactly. Completely agree. And also, I, f- I feel like they're like, I feel like they probably go closer to fate is what you make of it based on the there is no spoon section. Whereas like reality isn't necessarily reality. Whenever you're changing reality, you're changing yourself. And that is affecting your reality. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. That's my hot take. Hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Spoon Kid definitely should have been the one, though. Spoon Kid should have been the one. Or at least the Oracle, <laughs> you know? Like... Keanu Reeves' character, I guess Neo, just goes through the entire movie asking questions the whole time, being uh, generally confused. Yes. Spoon Kid is just like, I've got answers, but I'm out. not going to tell you all of them. Exactly. <laughs> he has everything figured out. There is nothing spooking this kid. Yeah, completely agree. So, um, technical things that stand out. We already talked about some a lot of them. Of them yeah. Um, um, some of the CG is a little off, but again, I like all of the set design, all of the practical effects. Yeah, uh, they did a really good job of making the city feel kind of gross yeah just the anytime they're inside the matrix and i know some of that was the green tint um but some of it was also just you're right the set design and like i feel like a lot of that was probably shot in cities like you just yeah but cities are gross but i mean like i don't know if like they found gross places like the office despite seeming perfectly clean still felt gross yes i completely agree with that they did um, a really good job with that yeah so i i think that was really cool um, what was the cd he gave what kind oh, of broker is he uh no clue okay it's probably some sort of trance music that's really good for being high like <laughs> sure yeah good house music <laughs> <laughs> Neo's just sitting in the, his basement creating illegal beats. Is, yeah, yes. But, like, uh, These beats are too good. <laughs> These beats are too sick. Too fire. No, I'm I'm sure it was something like Torrent. He was before. Oh, interesting. $2,000. Uh, for some reason, I feel like it's $2,000. Oh, yeah, because he says it. Yeah. He says it's $2,000 yeah. for a torrented something or other. Oh, maybe viruses. Maybe that guy's a virus broker. I have no clue. <laughs> Just duplicates viruses. It's... Which could be true because he's a hacker. Yeah. So is Trinity, but you only get to know that for about three seconds. Yep. <laughs> She's Trinity. a really good hacker. She's a really good hacker. Yeah. Also Trinity, though. Another religious cult. Again, I, I feel like it was mostly just to give it some extra depth. And I think that's part of the it's part of the other reason that this movie has worn down on me. Yeah. Is because I'm like, I feel like it was trying to be a lot deeper than it actually ended up being. I enjoyed it and I enjoyed some of the depth that was there, but it was back to Inception, I feel like they did deeper substantially better. Oh yeah. And I think, you know, the fact that I had to watch this one total of twice to know everything that's going on. And I had to watch Inception like five times. <laughs> I need to watch it again. <laughs> it was so good this last time. 
um yeah so yeah i think i think this one it it did not have the depth that it thought it had yeah completely agree with you but still a great movie great like i mean fantastic and again choreography going back to that real quick oh yeah all of the choreography was good even whenever they were like adding in some cg choreography for the faster hands and everything and like everything was really well done and the whole like Look, Neo can dodge bullets, but not good enough yet. Like, gives you a hint of, right, like, oh, yeah. okay, he might be something cool. Yeah. But he still he, got he's shot. He's getting there. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's, that's the other thing that they did really well is Neo very easily could have been turned into a Mary Sue. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's the end of the world or anything. There are some great characters that I think are Mary Sues. Completely. Um, but I would say, like, Neo specifically was positioned really well to become one and they did a really good job of being like no he's still imperfect like he you know falls on his face and uh in the jump program and yep um he gets shot several times uh like like so many times i'd say he loses about half the battles that he's in pretty easily yeah maybe maybe a little bit more yeah um so, yeah, technically, just very, very well done. So well done. Yeah. Really, really cool. Um, and I like the world building, but like you said, the story was a little straightforward. Yeah, and again, it's it's not a big deal. I mean, you can do I think the straightforward story very, very well. Yeah, the fact that it was straightforward made it so you could focus more on the world well, building and on um, the choreography. Yeah. All right. Uh, next week we are watching The Godfather, not The Godfather. <sighs> no, Good... not again. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching Goodfellas. Nice. Okay. Different uh, gangster movie. Was it inspired by The Godfather? <laughs> no. Um, I feel like it's impossible to say that any gangster movie made after the godfather was not inspired by the godfather a little bit though yeah that so, makes total sense <laughs> you know uh, it's it's kind of like uh whenever you hear about stand-up comedians talk about richard Pryor, right like oh, every I even know him oh very famous comedian completely changed the landscape of stand-up comedy so like did the really know, depressed guy no I mean, yes. <laughs> His comedy was not known for being depressing. Nice. Put it that way. Okay, yeah. cool. So, uh, yeah, Goodfellas. Goodfellas, I'm excited for you, it. You guess. haven't seen it? No. I, I, the only, I, there was one time, it was Mickey Blue Eyes. I already mentioned this movie once. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, during one of them, he's like, he's going and making a, some sort of reminder for himself. It's like, you have to go and rent godfathers one two three and goodfellas yeah i think also one two and three because i think there's only one there's only only goodfellas nice good to know um so yeah this is that this one's going to be very different from anything we've seen so far interesting so excited for that part and i think if i'm going to keep piling things onto the matrix i think that's part of the other issue for me is i'm like we've watched (laughs) so many heroes journeys yeah but that's because in the top 20 well accepted yeah. You know, like it sells well. Yeah, it's not original. <laughs> and you can't really do very many new things with it. But that's what people like to watch. I like it, but I don't like it for every movie. No, <laughs> I, would, I would agree with you. For so, sure. and yeah, 
uh, let me tell you, Goodfellas is going to be way different, and it's going to be fun. Stoked. So. Very excited. All right. Uh, how do we end this? <laughs>